Good morning and welcome to the Faith FM Breakfast Show. You're listening on 87.6, 87.8 or 88. My name is Gemma and in the studio today with me I have... Not Lyle. Not Lyle, that's true. Not Lyle. <laughs> Hello, Darren. Hey, good morning. It's good to be on my favourite radio station. Thank you so much for coming in today because Lyle's not here. So Lost his voice. <laughs> Lost his voice, that's right. So, yeah, we're really glad that you can jump in and help me out today. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just worried about Lyle. Um, I mean, I think his wife's quite happy that he's lost his voice. <laughs> yeah, Shell um, said this morning. But Lyle and nice? her voice doesn't go together. But anyway, hope he's back on Monday. That's right. We hope he has a couple of days over the weekend, a couple of quiet days over the weekend <laughs> so that he can be back with us on Monday morning. Uh, Darren, what are you thankful for this morning? I'm thankful that we have more rain falling outside in Newcastle, at least. Oh, um, so true. More forecast. Um, hopefully we're going to break this drought. That's it, that's it. It poured on my way here this morning. Windscreen wipers were nearly on full at some points. Yep, no, it's, it's, good, it's good news. It's really yep, good news having rain falling. It is. It's been coming down. Um, I am thankful for it today. I just got approved for a house. Wow, that is a big... <laughs> I know. I've been looking in the area for a couple of months and applying for different rental houses and sending in applications. And I didn't have an official rental history because I've never rented on my own officially before. Um, but I got some references from some friends and some other you know, friends and family that I've lived with and sent in some applications and have been doing the house hunt for a while. And I got a phone call from the real estate yesterday that said, congratulations, you've been approved for a house you applied for. So I'm a little bit it's excited. It's nice to put some roots down and, um, you know, decorate a little house That's and it. somewhere yeah. to call home. The not so fun part is the packing part now. I've got to go find some boxes and start putting things together. Yeah, that's where you get mum or dad or someone say, mum, help. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Come, come visit me. Come help me pack up. That's exactly right. So yeah, my parents will definitely come and help me uh, move. Or do a, do a moving in party. Get your friends and do a moving in party and all unpack a box. That's such a good idea. That's fantastic. I've never thought about that before. Just invite all my friends over or I could just not tell them why they're coming and come over and we'll have a party and I'll spring it on we're the last house. We're doing a house warming. We're actually going to set it up before we warm it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's such a good idea. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Darren, do you reckon you can give us a bit of a preview about what's coming up? What good news stories have you got that you're going to be sharing I, well, with us? Well, today um, is all about love, a new news story, because I think today is Valentine's Day, and I've found a news story about love that I'm going to talk about. A really, really good one, I think. So, And I think we're getting to Daniel today too, aren't we, as well? We are going to be unpacking Daniel later, so lots of good things coming up on the show. Stay tuned. But this song coming up now is Jaden Lavick called Wondrous Love. Love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul What wondrous love is this, oh my soul What wondrous love is this That caused the Lord of bliss To bear the dreadful curse for my soul To bear the dreadful curse for my soul What a wondrous love What a wondrous love 
Jaden Lavick with the song Wondrous Love. Uh, we've got our first clue for the quiz today. Yes, I've chosen a topical one today. What book am I? Ooh. What book am I? And the first one is a quote from the book. I am a Rose of Sharon. Ooh. I am a Rose of Sharon. <laughs> Valentine's Day, roses. Well done. Very themed. I can see Shell back there laughing, carrying on. I don't know. You don't know. Oh. Lyle probably phoned yeah. no passion. See, this Lyle is the thing. Is- um, he gets it first clue normally. Um, but, yeah, um, if you know the answer... You get a prize. Phone us at Faith FM on one 324 843 or 0491-064-669 and you will win a prize. See, Darren, here's the thing. Normally I read out the clues and Lyle guesses, which works really well because Lyle has a big brain and knows lots of things. So he always gets the answer first up. 
and I never have to guess. But now I'm like all self-conscious and I'm like, oh no, I don't know. Because I never have to guess. I think this is the first time I've ever but had Gemma, to guess. Gemma, you are sitting in Lyle's chair. I so, am sitting in Lyle's chair. Maybe so some you of need his brain to power guess today and will rub tell me, off on me. Tell me, um, yeah, um, write it down if you think you get, do a guess, do a guess, write it down. It's a book in the Bible. There's a big clue. So There you go. You've got, what, 66 <laughs> options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can narrow it down. It's okay. You, you can do this. Yep. You've got some positively different news for us today. Speaking of love and Valentine's Day and challenge, what are you doing for your beloved today? Um, that person that you admire and love or maybe are married to, what little thing or big thing are you going to do for your um, partner? Um, and maybe try and step outside the expensive roses. I mean, yeah, buy a rose. You want to buy a rose. But last night I was looking at roses and they've tripled in price overnight. Yes, um, unsurprisingly. <laughs> I always wait until my wife knows. She said, don't do it today, Darren. I always wait till the next day, knowing that there'll be a quarter of the price and on sale. And she's quite happy with that. Yeah, discounted. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than spending a fortune on a rose or, yeah, anyway. Universal Forces of Love is a letter from Albert Einstein to his daughter. We all know Albert Einstein, um, all those theories of uh, relativity yep, and all sorts of things. Crazy, of... amazing scientist. Yep. Yep. Interesting, though, that he was a writer of letters. Really? And, yeah, and is perhaps best known, of course, for his theories, but he won a Nobel Peace Prize in 1921 for physics. Um, and for his service to theoretical physics, a lesson known fact about him is that he was a most intelligent man of modern times in that he was a prolific sender of personal notes and letters upon his own personalised letterhead. Wow, I had no idea. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Wow. And here's the thing is those letters were kept. Um, in, the, in the late 1980s, Einstein's daughter, now this is from Lizerl, L-I-E-S-E-R-L, Lizerl, um, donated 1,400 letters written by Einstein Whoa. to the Hebrew University. The text of one of them is reproduced below, and having been sent by Einstein to his daughter, this letter shows a very different side to Einstein's personality and his outlook on the world. Mm. It says, when I proposed the theory of relativity, this is right to his daughter, mm -hmm. very few understood me. And what I will reveal now to you um, will also collide with the misunderstandings and prejudice in the world. I ask you to guard the letters as long as necessary, years, which she did, decades, until society is advanced enough to accept what I will explain below. I still wonder, are we advanced enough? Um, that's the question. But anyway. Wow, yeah. There is an extremely powerful force that so far science has not found a formal explanation to. Wow. It is a force that includes and governs all others and is even behind any phenomenon operating in the universe and has not yet been identified by us. This is one of the most famous scientists. Wow. This universal force is love. Oh. When scientists looked for a united theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force. Love is light that enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have. 
and allows humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Not of that around these days. Mm. Um, love unfolds and reveals. For love, we live and die. This is writing to his daughter, by the way. That's amazing. Love is God, and God is love. Wow. This force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is the variable that we have ignored for too long. Maybe because we are afraid of love, because it is the only energy in the universe that man has not learned to drive at will. Hmm. So this is profound from um, this yeah, famous scientist. He says, to give visibility to love, I made a simple substitution in my famous equation. If instead of E equals MC squared, we accept that the energy to help heal the world can be obtained through love multiplied by the speed of light squared. I like that. Wow, that's so cool. We arrive at the conclusion that love is the most powerful force there is because it has no limits. After failed humanity in the use and control of the other forces of the universe that have turned against us, it is urgent that we nourish ourselves with another kind of energy. If we want our species to survive, if we are to find meaning in life, if we want to save the world and every sentient being that inhabits it, love is the one and only answer. Perhaps we are not yet ready to make a bomb of love, a device powerful enough to entirely destroy the hate, selfishness, mm and greed that devastate the planet. <laughs> I love that, making yeah. a bomb of love. Um, yeah, this is written, obviously, in the time when those things were being thought about and made and, yep. and the world was in peril in some ways. Mm. However, each individual carries within them a small but powerful generator of love. Wow. Deep. Whose energy is waiting to be released. When we learn to give and receive this universal energy... Dear Lisa Rell, we will have affirmed that love conquers all, wow. is able to transcend everything and anything, because love is the quintessence of life. I deeply regret not having been able to express what is in my heart, dear Lisa Rell, which has quietly beaten for you, this is beautiful, all, mm. I'm about to cry, for <laughs> all my life. Maybe it's too late to apologise. But as time is relative, I need to tell you, my dear daughter, that I love you. And thanks to you, I've reached the ultimate answer. Your father, Albert Einstein. Wow, that is beautiful. That is amazing. And there are so many points in that letter where my brain was just going to 1 Corinthians 13, like the way he's describing yeah. love. And it just, yeah. And the fact that he was like, God is love and love is God. Like, you know, he hit the nail on the head. That's amazing. Yeah, love conquers everything. And my, and my challenge to you this Valentine's Day, um, where we talk about love, uh, whether you believe in it or, or not, what gesture can you do today to just um, power up that little generator he talks about inside us and to show a gesture of love to someone around you. Yeah, what an awesome challenge. And I think that goes for everybody, not just those that are in a relationship or are married, but like I'm single and there's still something that I could do to somebody that I know, somebody that I care about, somebody that I love to show them that even though, 
you know, even though I'm not in that kind of relationship, I can still love other people. Like it's, this isn't a challenge that's just for those of you out there who are in a couple or married. And even if you're a, you're a single person, and you don't really like Valentine's Day. Yeah. We want to challenge you today to go out there and tell somebody that you love them. Do a gesture of love. The day, the day's challenge, love someone in a significant or insignificant way. <laughs> this is Faith FM. Sometimes this crazy world can make us all feel bad I sit and watch the news and just get sad We need to stop and smell the roses in the ground Get out today, spread a little love around Talk to a neighbor, volunteer a favor Help out a stranger when his car's broke down Give your wife a kissin' When your kids talk, listen It makes a lovely sound Spread a little love around You know it don't take much to make somebody's day Change the whole world if we start in our hometown. Get out today, spread a little love around. Tell your mom you love her, bear hug your brother. Treat your sister to a night out on the town. Throw the ball for Rover, wrestle in the clover. Welcome back to Faith FM. Now, before we get into our next clue for the quiz, we were talking to producer Shell in the break, and we just want to share a little bit of exciting news. Yeah, breaking news, I guess, for Faith (laughs) FM. Um, Lyle has just purchased a house. Congratulations, Lyle and Shell. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll we'll put a picture up on on Facebook, um, on our sites, um, Instagram, whatever else. Yep. Um, A lovely picture of them holding up the sold sign. This Valentine's Day, what an ultimate expression. First home buyers. Congratulations. That is very exciting. Yeah, so don't forget to follow us, Faith FM, on Facebook and Instagram, (laughs) and you can catch that photo. Now... I'm ready. I'm going to have a guess. I didn't have a guess before with the clue, but I'm, I'm going to have a guess. But you Want to guess now or after next clue? Oh, no, after the next clue. I'm not next ready. Clue. I need another clue. Remember, the first clue is, it's a book. What book am I? I am a Rose of Sharon is a quote from the book. Um, being Valentine's Day and love, that's a big clue. 
Next clue. Clue number two. Phone us if you think you have it. This is one of the three books of the NIV Bible in which the word God does not appear. Ooh, okay. One of three books in the NIV Bible in which the word God does not appear. What book am I? Is it that? Did I get it? Yes, you've got hey! it. Second go. Second right. guess. That's pretty good. That That's almost a Lyle. That's almost a Lyle. That's almost a Lyle. Wow. That's such a big Phone compliment. us yes. 1-800-324-843 if you know the answer for a prize or 0491-064-669 and guess the answer to this Valentine's Day quiz. We haven't picked a prize yet, but we will in our next break and we'll let you know what it is. But it's going to be a good one. All our prizes are great. So I'll find a good one. <laughs> we'll find a good one. So, yeah, you'll definitely give us a call, send us a text, and that prize will be all yours. So, Gemma, now, what's um, a news story you're following today? I'm. We're going to talk about two different things. But first, I want to give a quick coronavirus update because we've yeah, been following well, that story and giving yeah, little updates. scary, but... Every morning. So the update for today is the recent thing that happened is Scott Morrison has announced the travel ban uh, from people traveling from China to Australia. It has been extended. So that was originally set up for 14 days, that travel ban. But because um, there have still been, you know, reported cases and it's still growing. um, Yeah, Mr. Morrison has said that it's going to be reviewed on a weekly basis from now on, but it has been extended for another week. The travel ban was meant to be lifted tomorrow. And that was going to uh, be the end. But, yeah, because things are still unresolved, um, yeah, it will be and, set and now, for now another cruise, week. You know that cruise boat that's um, stuck in, I think it's Tokyo or Japan somewhere? Yeah, that's right. I was hearing um, overnight that um, they're going to uh, – they found one more um, person, one of the more Australians come down. I think it makes 16 now Australians have come down with it. But they're going to start removing from the boat those first that – don't have a window view. Mm. I mean, they've been locked up there now for a few weeks. So yeah. um, it's like the cruise that was meant to be um, a holiday is now turning into a nightmare. That's so scary. Oh, man. <laughs> Being trapped a on a boat. boat. I mean, yeah. how long do you reckon you can be stuck on a cruise boat for before you go crazy? Before they run out of food? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but, but they're going to actually start to take people off if they've not tested positive and showing no signs, so... And they've been under quarantine for, yeah, the ex- expected two weeks. Yeah, um, two weeks, plus been on the cruise, so, yeah. yeah that's, um, that's enough time, I think, for them to figure out if there's problems or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's been 15 cases in Australia, and six have been cleared, and the remaining nine cases are all stable. Um, so there has been no quarantined Australians at Christmas Island or Darwin that have tested positive to the news. virus, which is fantastic. So the first group of uh, evacuees will be sent home on Monday. Excellent. So that's great. They've had their two weeks. Um, they've been they've been cleared and they're stable conditions and they're being sent home, which is a little bit of good news. But something else about this travel ban, I guess, coming from a uni perspective, you know, myself being a college student, mm-hmm. I know that there are lots and lots of international students that come back for college, and college starts in Australia across the multiple universities we have across Australia any time between now and the next three weeks. The O-Week, um, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, O-Week starts up about now and um, different colleges will start between now and the end of the month. Um, and I did a little bit of research. There are an estimated 100,000 international students who cannot make it back to Australia for studies. I was thinking to someone last night on the news talking about it and they said in, in their universities up north somewhere, Queensland, 68,000 numbers are down because mm. of 
travel bans, whatever else. Yep. So <laughs> it's a bit of a problem, especially when school is about to start back. So the Australian University CEO, uh, Catalina Jackson, uh, she made a statement and she said they are trying every option possible is being made um, so that the international students who can't physically come back to Australia can continue their studies. Because you've got to think there's like there's fees you have to pay for uni. And things like that and like travel arrangements and, and, you know, people that have organized, you know, rent and living on campus accommodations and these students that can't get into the country to continue studies are really being put out. But that'd be a significant hit also, not just to the, them, but also to the universities um, able to survive type status. That's yeah. a lot of money that's yep. not going to be hitting their bank accounts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the CEO said that um, people can study online for a period before they get here, before, you know, as we take it week at yep. a time and see when the travel ban is lifted, um, but they can delay the start of their study and they can defer if they choose to with no financial penalty. Excellent. So that's great for the students, but maybe not so great for the not Australian universities. universities over here. It's probably their profit or loss lines right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So because of the extended ban, we have no idea how long the restrictions will be in place. So some students uh, traveling from China uh, are going to a different country first. Mm-hmm. So they'll wait out their two-week isolation period, which is what we uh, the rules and regulations about uh, the coronavirus, and then they come back to Australia. So the travel to a third-party country is allowed. However, the Australian University CEO made a comment on that and said the last thing as a student is what you'd want to move from China to another country and attempt to get back to Australia and then the borders in that country close. Especially you're a poor, um, most of them are poor uni students. Because, yeah, then you'll be stuck in a third country (laughs) that you've got no connections to just trying to get back to Australia. So it's probably not the best idea. Yeah. So sit tight. Wait, and uh, hopefully... We get online and start studying, hopefully. That's it, yeah. (laughs) So there was another story that I wanted to talk about uh, today, Darren, specifically because you are the Children's Ministry Director for this conference. Yes, love my job. What does your role include? Caring for children and their families, um, promoting um, all sorts of resources around what it means to grow a great child and what it means to raise a child to know and love God. Um, all those things, um, yeah. Awesome. Well, this story will be right up your alley because the Australian rugby hero, Nick Farr-Jones, was the headline act at the first series of rallies designed to show that SRE, which is Special Religious ah. Education, and Religious Instruction, which is the same thing but in Queensland, has mainstream support. So he's hosted a couple of different rallies across New South Wales and hoping to host some in Queensland to show the importance of scripture in schools. And yep. um, you're probably somebody who can definitely attend test to the importance of scripture in schools. I actually am a member on the Inter-Church Commission on Religious Instruction in Schools, and I just had a board meeting last Tuesday in Sydney where we get together and we do all things we need to promote this. Um, in New South Wales, we have, um, it's in our constitution that we are allowed to go in and do um, an hour in schools every week for scripture. Yeah, that's amazing. I was going to ask what other kind of rules and regulations in yeah, going and working in schools. Is that across Australia as a whole or just within New South Wales? Or Each state's different. Yep. Um, we we actually are the peak body in our state and we actually are helping other states who don't quite have it together like we do. Yep. Um, New South Wales has it well organised and regularised and the government gives us certain conditions we have to follow to mm-hmm. um, get into schools. They yep. audit us. Um, but it's a unique opportunity to go in there and, and just tell the Bible story. Yeah, so. absolutely. I got a bit of a statistic here that says the reality is that in New South Wales, 70% of parents in primary schools choosing to send their kids to SRE is 380,000 primary school age children will attend SRE classes in the next couple of weeks. That's a huge number. 
Correct, but I must say quickly, if you there are so many schools that don't have scripture because you can't find the teachers. So mm. if you want to get involved in teaching um, scripture in schools, then please get in touch with your local minister fraternal and sign up. Um, there's some training involved and you can go in and volunteer and, and teach a class. Yeah, that's it. Definitely need more teachers. And that's something that uh, Australian rugby hero Nick Farr-Jones is trying to do. So, yeah, the idea of his rallies was to build support, uh, get knowledge out there because he himself didn't grow up in a Christian home, but through uh, SRE teachers in his schools that he grew up in, um, he was able to learn about the love of Jesus and and the love of God. And uh, he became a Christian and has been a Christian for 40 years now. So is still uh, reaching, spreading the gospel uh, in schools and, yeah. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Awesome. Well, coming up next, the song we have is A Rose of Sharon, which is a little bit of a hint Ah, to our quiz of the day. (laughs) So that's coming up next. And then we have an interview with Camilla Scaff. Enjoy. Everybody, 
Camilla Scaff was here in the studio joining us yesterday to talk about good health. And we really only got about halfway through that interview. And so after the show was over, I asked Camilla to stay back. And we recorded this uh, this interview for you on The Breakfast Show. So Camilla, welcome to the show once again. Thank you. I'm super excited about talking the next segment, which is going to be about scientific views. The, the scientific views today yes. will be confirming what the Bible has taught us in terms of what's the optimal diet. Okay, so just just reminding everybody, Camilla Scaff is health director, um, employed by the Adventist Church to work in the community in northern New South Wales, uh, which is really amazing. And she's been talking to us about health. Yesterday, we talked about the first diet, fruits, grains and nuts in the Garden of Eden. The second diet, which includes vegetables just after sin. And then the third diet, which comes... You know, 16, 1700 years later at the time of the flood when God destroys all vegetation and introduces flesh to the diet for the very first time, meat, um, animal products. And in that diet, God is very specific about what you can't eat and what you can eat amongst animals. That's right. Okay, so we've got three different diets here, each one of them quite specific. And what you're saying is that these are backed up by science. That's right. And then there is a fourth diet that sort of comes into play later on the Exodus. So the yes, people of God, manna. they get in trouble, right? It's like they go and they, they're captives. They're in Egypt for 400, 400 years. years and they have defiled their health. Um, they were working very hard at slaves. They were not having nutrition that they needed. But it's very interesting because they were eating what everyone was eating and including flesh meat, um, birds and, you know, other things. But when God takes them out of Egypt and God says, you know, I want to bring you back to what you are meant to be. And then he has a plan for them, which is why, per, you know, they stayed so long because they, it took a long time for them to... Um, get where God wanted them to be. But especially in regards to diet, what does God do? Yes, and this is a good question because, you know, in, there in the uh, in the desert, he's given them a, you know, he's given them matter to eat. This is not flesh. Can I throw a spanner in the works? Please yes. Do. Doesn't he give them quail as well? He does. Which is? Twice. Flesh. Yes. Yes, but that was not... Why did he give that? So, first of all, what and, did he and, give? And what was the result? Okay, Let's... okay, my bad. Okay, sorry. <laughs> love, no, no, no. I love that Gemma's bringing that up. Yeah. Because a lot of people will ask the question, and it's on the Bible, all these answers. So, what happens is they get out of Egypt, and God is sending them the manna. Yes. Right? And they get bored with it. And that's right. After a while, so the manna has every nutrition component that they need. And we know of it. And it's fresh and it tastes like honey. And guess what? And by the way, honey was the favorite food on the days. Like as mm. if it would be ice cream today. Like ice cream is one of my favorite things. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm to blame for it. And Katarina's too, my daughter, two years old. She every day asks for ice cream. Thank goodness for frozen bananas and frozen <laughs> mangoes because that's her ice cream. So yes. anyway, ice cream is my favorite food. I can only imagine God saying, Camila, I'm going to give you this thing that will taste just like ice cream and it's going to give you all the nutrition components you need. I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy food, but I also want you to be healthy. And that's what God does with mana. 
But as Lyle said, they get a bit bored and they start complaining. Mm. And so this is the important piece that it's important for us to look on the Bible. Once they get complaining and they're saying, we don't like mana, we don't like this anymore. And they start asking for flesh because they miss the foods they, they ate in Egypt. And so they go to God and say, please give us these. It's like a, a child coming to a father. And so it's against God's will, but God, out of the goodness of his heart, he says, fine, I'm going to give it to you. But then what happens when, once they eat the, the quail? They get sick. There's a massive case of gastro and it goes from one end of the camp to the other. <laughs> and there's massive death. That's right. Absolutely. There's like a million plus people in this camp and they all start, yeah, no, it just... And there's infection and then it's just, now imagine. Now, one... Which never happened while they were eating manna. Never (laughs) happened. So this is something that I think it's a very important topic, Gemma, because look at this parallel. In our days, do you know what is one of the main epidemic that is happening right now that has it's one of the major public health issues that the governments or you know not even on nobody can control at the moment coronavirus <laughs> i was gonna say obesity but yeah okay coronavirus well, diabetes i would say diabetes. coronavirus is actually being more localized than what we it's just because of the media yeah it's, it's, just, it's just we're all scared of it but anyway so what were you saying Gemma? well lyle said diabetes i said um what did I say? Obesity. Okay, yes. But yeah, I mean, something along those lines, I reckon. Diabetes is already scientifically connected with obesity, but also with just eating badly, you know? Yep. So, and lack of fiber, especially, and so on. So here is the thing. God has given a diet and people are asking something else because they miss what they had in Egypt. And God says, fine, I'll give it to you. But... God wanted to, in the same time, like a parent would do, teach them a lesson. And they start dying. There's calamities. There's infection. Isn't that what we see today? Absolutely. Mm. So the world health today pretty much resumes into that more than 70% of deaths today are related to lifestyle diseases. And one of the main components is diet. Now, interesting enough, in Australia, as you saw on the top year resolution, it was fitness. So eating was the second, which is very interesting. Last year, eating was the first. And people were saying, I want to eat healthier and they, I want to try a new diet. And research showed that people were trying all sorts of diets, but especially the low-carb diets. And just taking fruits out of the way, taking starch and all carbohydrates and just eating flesh meat and lots of fat. Mm. And the results are being horrendous. So much so that now people say, okay, all right, the diet didn't work. I lost some weight, but then I felt sick and so many other things happening to me. My liver is going nuts. My kidney is not well. All results of this diet and I'm getting anxiety and depression. Then they decide, okay, it must be exercise then. Because exercise, it is an important component. Oh, absolutely. So in the new book, How Not to Diet, I love Dr. Michael Greger because he brings that. He says, look, is it really fitness? Like, it is important. But shifting from, okay, diet is one thing, but fitness, if I am really fit, I'm going to be good. And he brings that question, and it's so interesting how he scientifically shows that food is still a bigger driver. So Mm. some people might think, oh, I can eat whatever I want as long as I work out every day. 
Well, science is actually debunking that. Mm. It is important to work out and to be active and to do exercise. But if your diet and your eating habits are not as optimal, you'll still have uh, consequences. So you can't work out hard enough to uh, work off the negative effects of you know the piece of cake that you had for morning tea kind of thing. That's it. And so we have to be mindful of everything that we eat. And nowadays, if you look into neuroscience, it's already showing that every single thing that you eat, that if there's any toxins, any chemicals, especially with the processed foods, highly processed foods, it affects our brain and our thinking. So that's very, very eye-opening. And before, the Bible already told us what was the optimal diet, but now through research, and we see, as you can see here, I brought to the studio to show, the How Not yeah, to yeah, Diet that's a, book um, is that's a thick really, really significant book, book right there. And this is all research saying the basic that at the end of the day, the most optimal diet, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's a whole food plant-based lifestyle. That's the most optimal and sustainable life that you can have. Now, the question is, is it easy to have that optimal diet or optimal lifestyle in our days? You know, I think in a country like Australia, it would probably be one of the easiest places to to achieve that. Well, that's because you're a superhero, but not everyone would find easy. <laughs> I want to see. Okay, Gemma, what do you think? I've, I'm a uni student, so I love the idea of eating better food. And like I said, one of my top resolutions was to you know eat better food. But I think my brain instantly goes to that sounds expensive. That's a very good question. Like, I can get a loaf of white bread and some Vegemite and I can spend $4 and eat that for a week and I'm good to go. But, for, like, getting fresh food, well, you know, sounds like a lot of work and a lot of money. And I'll tell you, in Australia, it's actually not expensive at all. As a, as a matter of fact, I'm working on an ebook, and I will, I will I'll bring it here when it's ready so we can give it to all the listeners. It's on how it's a whole food plant-based diet on the budget for Aussies. Cool. And my goal is that you can eat the whole week whole food plant-based with fifty dollars. Nice, that's totally doable, right? Okay. That's good. Yeah. And I'm working with local people, so I'm getting every Friday. I meet with local people from the community, and we bring the fresh ingredients, rather from the garden or whatever was cheaper and available, mm. and then we just make recipes, and we're you know, getting balanced by a dietitian Mm. to make sure we've got all the nutrients. But here's the thing that I want to bring today. If you've got a phone and you can download an app, go do yourself a favor and download an app called Daily Dozen by Dr. Michael Greger. How do you spell spell Dozen? D-O-S-E-N? D-O-Z-E-N. Z-E-N. Yeah, Z. Sorry. (laughs) My American English. Dozen. 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 Yeah, I love how I was trying. What What is it? Dozen? Dozen. Daily dozen? Dozen. Okay. That was good. Yeah. That was good. All right. Anyway, the app is important because you might be asking yourself, okay, but what should I eat? Why should I not eat? Don't stress about it. The app will help you to just focus your eating so that you're having the essentials for the day. And so that way you can just tick on the box because sometimes you're not know, like I'm not a nutritionist myself. So sometimes I want to make sure I'm having the 
write daily dosing for the day. And it's dosing because it's 12 and there are 12 kind of checks that you want to have. And that is helping us to build this balanced menu planning because we want to make sure it's inexpensive, it's accessible. Mm. And by the way, when it's seasonal stuff, it's usually cheaper. Mm. The problem is with accessibility is because it's more about education and mindset. Yeah, my next thing after the finance was definitely going to be what do I actually eat? Like, what do I actually make? Like, how do I cook these things? How do I, how do I eat healthy food? It's once you can, you know, find it cheap and, you know, $50 a week is like perfectly within, you know, your average person, average uni student's price range. It's then what do I cook? How do I make it? And so I'm going to recruit Gemma right now live. So she cannot say no. Uh (laughs) It's happening. So help us. You heard it here on Faith FM. She's going to be trying out the recipes and she's going to help us to do this and finalize this ebook and we're going to make it available for everyone because you're not the only one that having these questions or having the challenges Emma mm. uh, Gemma <laughs> did I call you Emma I think so but okay. okay close Sorry. enough you were close and the book actually brings something and we can see uh, uh, the latest research that the environment in which we live is an obesogenic environment wait did I say it right obesogenic we get the point we, have we you get have, the point. have you heard of that term um no, but it's kind of self-explanatory. Okay. It's, a, it's an environment where obesity is the norm that's rather right. than the exception. Well, and not only that, it's just everything around you. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you go to a gas station or when you go even to the, you know, the, like um, like place that you're hungry, like even a hospital. We can tell that you lived in America for a while. When you go to the petrol station. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, petrol servo, station. When you go to the servo. Oh, thank you. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? Do you find like often more fresh fruits and veggies or you do find a lot of processed sugar? Meat foods? pies and sausage rolls, mate. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and of course, you know, your, your other aisles have... Um, oh, lollies and soft drinks. And, lollies, soft drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chips. Chocolate bars. Chips. chips yeah. Um, and sugary drinks And most the of the time they're cheap. Very. So this is hard. And if you're listening to us today and you're thinking, yeah, but I can do it, not do it, I'll give up. I want to encourage you that, first of all, we want to help you to re-engineer your environment. And I love the Daniel lesson that I participated yesterday. And because it it is encouraging when Daniel was facing this challenge, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what was after and he got down, depressed even. He went to God and he prayed and he asked, you smile to me, help me out. Show me what is going to need to happen to restore the sanctuary. So maybe we can go to God and say, hey, you know, the science is pretty much confirming what the Bible has brought in terms of the optimal diet. But in reality, it's not easy to do it. We all need, for example, in Australia, 96% of primary school kids don't have the minimum vegetable intakes and fruits. And what research is saying now, Felice Jaka is another researcher in Australia. She's an Aussie. And she wrote a book called brain changers and she says that by the age of 30 these kids will be 60 percent of them will be obese oh that's scary uh camilla just as we finish up because we are out of time now um we do want to know how do we become a part of this group that you're starting uh here in the newcastle area and i also want to mention that the job that you do uh which is doing you know um 
health programs for the community in our region. Of, of course, um, you have equivalent people right across Australia. So anybody who's listening in right now, if you're in South Australia or Tasmania, Victoria, Queensland, wherever, we can put you in contact with somebody who's doing the same thing that uh, the same kind of things that um, Camilla's doing. Absolutely. We have online groups. So you can jump into Facebook and find Seeds Newcastle and then you can be part of the online group and you can sign up for a free newsletter and you'll be able to get healthy recipes on the budget and you're going to be able to receive this ebook that I talked about. And if you do live in the Newcastle, Central Coast, Tanta, um, let me think, Port Stephens region, how do we get in contact with... You can just with- go to the website and sign up to be part of the groups as well. Like and it. then, for example, I had yesterday two ladies that came to my house and I said, oh, how did you find us? And they said, oh, we found it online. We were looking for cooking classes in Newcastle. So they found it on Google. You can find it as well. It's on a website. Just send us a message and we'll touch base. Fantastic. Camilla Scaff, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM. <laughs>
Church to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Well, I like the way He loves me. 